Before we get started, I know Justin told me that uh, it's a big deal that you guys have your Bibles with you. So if you brought your Bible, good work. If you don't, go ahead and grab one off the uh, shelf right now. We'll wait. Just go ahead and grab them for you. While you're grabbing a Bible, I'll share with you some fun facts about myself. Uh, when I was a young boy of about five years old, I used a urinal next to Bruce Willis. That's a true story. And I will get my mom on the phone to tell you that it's true if you don't believe me. So that's my claim to fame. I met Bruce Willis, kind of. So yeah, some fun facts. Uh, I'm from Minnesota, like she said. Uh, I'm engaged to a wonderful woman named Logan. So that's something about me. Yeah, right? I know. Yep. Who'd have thought, right? All right, so right off the bat to uh, get started, I'm going to tell you guys a story about myself. Who, where's my seventh graders at in here? Who's, uh, who's in seventh grade? Yeah? All right, when I was in seventh grade, I found true love. I kid you not, it was beautiful. It was true love. If anyone doesn't believe me, you're correct because it was not true love. In fact, the reason why I wanted to date this girl, her name was Kate Brown, right? <laughs> And, uh, which, yeah, I heard we have a Kate Brown in the room, so not the same Kate Brown, because that would be really weird. I'm a little old, but anyways. So, Kate Brown, there was two reasons why I wanted to date her. We liked the same music, and she had pink hair. So, for whatever it's worth, if you're trying to find a girl, guys, pink hair, it's a winner. It's, it's totally the criteria you want to follow. So, me and Kate, we dated for about two weeks, right? She's my first girlfriend, big deal, right? So, we went bowling, that was our date we went on, right? We kissed on New Year's, right? And then I'm going to let you guess. Do you think A, it was awesome, or B, that it got really, really awkward? I'm going to let you guess. Yeah, it got awkward is what happened. It got really awkward. And two days later, we broke up on January 2nd, right? So January 5th, Kate was dating my best friend, Ian, right? What a backstabber, right? Come on. Come on, guys, you got to be with me on this. What a backstabber, right? Right. No? What? Uh, so, anyways, two days later, me and the rest of my friends went to Ian's house, and we TP'd everything, we egged everything, we even had a friend whose older sibling worked at a bagel shop, and we bageled his lawn, which in case you're curious what that means, means we literally just lined up bagels in patterns on his lawn, which... In hindsight, is kind of cool, not really that great of a prank, because I feel like I'd walk out my front door and be like, oh, I got a bagel for breakfast, and that looks ridiculously awesome. So maybe not the best prank, but in case you haven't gleaned it from the story, we are talking about forgiveness today, and it's part of that revenge, right? So we're going to talk out of the scripture, uh, Matthew 18, 21 through 35, and that uh, is page 799 and 800 in your Bible in the Blue Bible. So if you want to turn there, I'll give you a second to get there. But in this scripture, it's Jesus' uh, teaching, and it's what's called a parable. And so a parable is where Jesus tells a story to teach us uh, something spiritual, teach us something about our walk as Christians, right? And so uh, we're going to pick up Matthew 18, 21 through 35, and I'm going to get my Bible pulled up. Here we go. So it's called the parable of the unmerciful servant. So we'll pick up at 21. Uh, and uh, here we go. So then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? I'm going to stop there really quick. So Peter uh, is asking Jesus, and I just think this is really funny, kind of. Uh, Peter is asking Jesus, how many times should we forgive? 
someone who sins against us seven times. At the time, the rabbis, who are the guys in charge of uh, like the Jewish synagogues, the church uh, that everyone would go to, they would say you had to forgive people three times, which is, uh, and then at, you know, after that, you can do whatever you want. So Peter, being like kind of this numbers guy, which I'm terrible at math, so that's not me. And uh, if there's anyone here who's good at math, congratulations. You're going to be way more successful at money and pretty much everything else than I am. So good work. Uh, <laughs> so he's asking, oh, seven times. And you can kind of see him being like, I'm going to totally look super spiritual, like the best Christian ever. Like, yeah, so seven times, right? Like, oh, it's double what the rabbis teach and like one for good measure. I'm totally going to win with Jesus. He's going to think I'm awesome. It's going to be the best. And Jesus responds in 22, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. So Jesus kind of shoots him down, right? And Jesus starts telling the parable right here in 23. So he says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, which in modern money is like $100,000. So like he owes him two super nice BMWs or something. Uh, was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. So that's a pretty big deal, just saying, you know what? You ask for forgiveness. I'm going to go ahead and cancel the debt. You're good. 28, but then the servant went out. He found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 silver coins. So that's like 10 bucks in comparison to $100,000. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So before we keep going, I'm just going to pray for us real quick. So God, right now this morning, as we talk about forgiveness, um, something that uh, your son's hot on very importantly, God, I pray that you would just really, um, God, make it clear to us the thing that you'd have us learn. So we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so we've got two things to talk about with forgiveness. Uh, two things that are pretty simple and straightforward, I think. Uh, the first thing is that we all want revenge, right? We all do. You, you look at my example uh, with my friend Ian. Uh, I just could not wait to get him back. I was planning. It took us two days. You know, if I was just going to, you know, I sat there getting so angry. And, uh, and I actually lost my friendship with him over. We never talked ever again after that uh, to this day. And we want revenge so badly, I think, that we'll even do it to our own, like, you know, where it hurts us, where it's not good for us and we harm ourselves doing it. And there's actually kind of an interesting study that they did at Stanford University where they had people come in and they sat around tables. And they played this basic idea, uh, this game where they were trading money. And so you would trade money not knowing how much the other person actually was giving you. You'd say, hey, I'll trade you $10 for $10, right? And as part of this, they injected this magnetic stuff into their blood, which I'm terrible with science too, so I don't really quite understand how this works. But they could put this magnetic stuff in their blood and then use these things to track where in their brain there was lots of activity, right? So if they're playing this game uh, when people would cheat someone, you could have the option to, so, you know, let's say, I'll trade Justin 10 bucks for 10 bucks. 
but Justin gives me five bucks, right? So he cheats me. So I had the option then to give up more of my money, if we're playing this game, to kick him out of the game or put him in the penalty box or you know, punish him in some way. And when they did that, they were measuring the activity in their brains and the part of your brain that uh, is linked to like, uh, happiness and pleasure and like endorphinal release, so like literally you know, being excited and happy, uh, would have crazy amounts of activity when they would get them back. I mean, we're literally wired as humans to want revenge. Uh, we want it so bad, but the thing that we have to remember with revenge is that revenge will never make it better. Revenge just keeps us bitter, right? You know, and I just think, how many times do we obsess over this revenge? Uh, to the guys in the room, I don't know if any of you guys like to play basketball. I love basketball. I'm terrible at it, uh, but I love it nonetheless, so probably don't play with me because you're going to get really frustrated at how easy it is to beat me, but nonetheless, how many times do you maybe play basketball before service and someone takes a cheap shot at you? or you know, fouls you and you're like, oh, I'm gonna get them back, and you get so angry, or you know, maybe how many times do we get super angry and figure out how we're gonna get a guy back because he talks down about us in front of a girl, or you know, maybe we bully someone with our friends because of something they did to us. You know I mean, it's something that we all struggle with. Um, you know, like you, me, everyone down the street, we all struggle with revenge, or girls maybe. Uh, I don't understand you one bit, but trying, I'm learning. Uh, but how many times do you guys maybe spread rumors about someone that wronged you, someone that said something about you, and so to get them back, you start saying something about them. Or like maybe you seek revenge on a guy who kind of leads you along or said something mean to you. Or not invite a friend to hang out in the group uh, because they did something that upset you. Or maybe you convince your friends to not like them, to get revenge on them. I mean, I just think all of us are guilty. There's none of us that are innocent, no matter how old we are, no matter what uh, age we are. That's the same thing, no matter how old. Anyways, uh, no matter what gender we are, guy or girl, uh, we all want revenge. Uh, but the thing that's really important that we have to remember is that we all need to forgive. Um, we see that in the parable that is a clear example of Jesus dying on the cross for us and God forgiving us our sins and then us passing it along to the ones around us, forgiving them and having mercy on them. Um, see, we're all imperfect and we're all flawed people. We're all Sinners, we're all bad, you know, and it's, um, it's not that we're these terrible people, but it's just in us, we do it. Um, if I was to ask you guys, uh, how many of you did something to cut down a friend in the last week, um, you'd probably all be raising your hands. You don't have to, you don't have to admit it right now, but if I even asked about yesterday, you'd probably say, yeah, I did something I probably shouldn't have, I probably shouldn't have done that to my friend. Um, but what I'd like to say after that is, when was a time that you had something forgiven, where you really needed you know, a debt canceled, or I guess probably not debt, you guys are probably young to have debt, but, uh, you know, you did something wrong and someone forgave you, and I think of this example, for me, when I was young, uh, do you guys even know, like, have you ever had a cassette tape? You guys are, you guys are probably all too young, other than leaders in the room, to have had that. Yeah, I made a mixtape for Kate, no lie, I did. And all sorts of emo music, dashboard confessional, the best. Anyways, just... <laughs> Sorry, that's another joke. It's just over your head. Sorry. Uh, so cassette tape, uh, in, you know, before we had CDs and iPods and everything, you had a cassette tape, and you'd put it in. And if you put it in the wrong way, you would jam a cassette tape, right? And so in my dad's car, we were listening to, I want to say it was like Point of Grace, some, you know, old Christian music. And I put it in the wrong way, and not knowing better, I forced it in, and I totally wrecked his cassette tape player, right? And if my dad had made me pay for that, 
I probably would have been working it off until, you know, that was when I was like eight. Probably would have been working it off until I graduated high school. You know, there's just lots of money to fix something like that. But, you know, he looked at me and I apologized and he said, hey, I forgive you, right? You know, we've all had those moments. You know, maybe you were throwing your ball around and in the house and you broke a TV or maybe you knocked over a vase or something that someone could have gotten really upset at you for, but they get, you know, they forgave you. Maybe you were talking about your friend and your friend forgave you. Um, we've all had that, you know. Um, but for some reason, we're all just not clear on forgiveness. We still want to do it to everybody else. Um, and I think Jesus in this parable is really clear on the topic of forgiveness and the fact that you just need to do it. Um, and something crazy, I know I already brought up one study, but a second one that I found on forgiveness, which is just kind of blows my mind a little bit. Uh, Harvard, which is not a Christian school, they have you know, nothing spiritual about them, did a study on forgiveness, right? And they did it with New Year's resolutions. I don't know how many of you guys set New Year's resolutions. I'm terrible at following through on mine. I actually bought, or excuse me, not bought, I asked my sister for my birthday for this Nike Fuel Band just so that I would actually run, like I said in my New Year's Eve resolution. Uh, and I'm doing terrible at it, but I'm working on it. So. They did this thing with forgiveness as resolutions, um, and people that decide, okay, I'm going to try really hard to forgive, and people that, you know, just, you know, made some other random resolution. And the people that tried really hard to forgive, and I kid you not, they led to reduced stress, so I don't know how many of you guys ever feel stressed out and probably don't want to feel stressed out all the time, uh, better heart health, which probably applies more to older people, but... Uh, stronger relationships, so better friendships, better relationships with your parents, uh, with anyone around you, with leaders, uh, reduced pain, uh, and greater happiness. So this school that doesn't understand any of the spiritual ramifications behind forgiveness uh, even saw these benefits of forgiveness. So we're going to talk through a couple scriptures other than the unmerciful servant where Jesus really makes clear, uh, in a couple it's not Jesus, but uh, what forgiveness is and how important it is. So right off the bat, we're going to go Matthew 5-7. We'll have it up on the screen, but it's page 786 in your Bible, so I'll give you a second to turn there. But in this, uh, Jesus is, is teaching, it's called the Beatitudes in the Bible. And so he's going through these things that we can do uh, as humans that are, are blessed. They're attitudes, they're things we can do as humans that God just looks down on and says, yes, that is what I want. And he says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Um, and I think it's really an, an interesting picture to look at that, you know, if you're merciful towards your friends, if you're forgiving, you're going to get it in return. You know, if you're forgiving towards people around you, they're going to forgive you. If you're holding grudges at them and, you know, getting revenge, it's kind of the whole idea of you reap what you sow. You know, you're going to get back what you give. Um, the next one is Mark 11:25. Uh, and that is page 823. So again, I'll give you a second to turn there. And this one says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Uh, and I think that's really interesting that he's saying it's, it's this part of prayer. You know, it's something we do as Christians. You know, we kind of have the whole, we read our Bible and we pray as our basic things that we should do. And he's saying when you pray, Make sure that you're forgiving the people that you need to forgive. The, the friend that wronged you, you know, uh, a parent that you're angry at, anything that you're saying, God, I want to forgive them uh, as part of praying right now. And I think that's super cool and a really good thing you could do you know, as a real like, just practice to have in your life. That you're going to say, anytime I'm going to pray, I'm going to say, God, if I have anyone that I need to forgive, I want you to show me and I want to forgive them. 
So then in Romans 12.4, which is page 920, so again, I'll give you a second there to get there. Um, and this is Paul writing in Romans, and he's writing to a church that's persecuted. Uh, and so what that means is they were literally being tortured and beaten and just terrible things for being Christians um, and for believing and saying, you know what, um, I believe in Jesus dying and uh, raising again from the dead. And so he's saying, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And I think that's kind of crazy to saying, hey, like, even when someone isn't being merciful back towards you and isn't being forgiving back towards you, uh, you know, for something that maybe we could understand that way, um, still forgive them, you know, still bless them, he's saying, have mercy on them and be forgiving back at them. Um, and I think that's kind of crazy. It's, it's really hard to do in practice, but you just think, what would my friends see in me if when they were talking about me behind my back, when they were you know, doing anything terrible, instead of getting them back, I went up to them and said, hey, I just want you to know I forgive you, and, and I love you still, and you're still my friend. Uh, what would that say to them, and how would they react to that? Because I just think, you know, man, if, if I had gone up to Ian and said, hey, I just want you to know you're still my friend, and uh, I still care about you, and, you know, whatever you want to say there, uh, man, that would have probably blown his mind a little bit, first of all, but, you know, we, we might still be friends, you know, and like I said, I, I haven't talked to him still to this day ever since he found out that it was me and uh, the guys that we, you know, TP'd his house and everything. Um, so the last scripture we're going to look, well, not the last, but of these of Jesus talking is Matthew 6, 9 through 15, and uh, that's page 787 in your blue Bible. Uh, and this is what's called the Lord's Prayer. And so this is Jesus, um, in the chapter right here, the disciples have just been asking us, well, how do, or asking him, you know, how do we do this? How do we do that for your basic idea, you know, of living as a Christian? And they say, well, how do we pray? And so he says to them, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then he follows it up by saying, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So he's teaching them how to pray, and he's saying, okay, let's start it off by telling God that he's great and that we want what he wants for us in life. We're going to ask him to provide for us, so whether that's food or you know, health or whatever. And then right there we're going to say, God, forgive us our sins as we forgive those around us. And he's, I mean, it's, it's part of this three things he says you need to do when you pray. Uh, and I think that goes really well with what he says earlier, or what we talked about earlier, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, you know, and, and pray for forgiveness. And I think um, there's just something really cool about that idea of that forgiveness is a necessary part of our prayer, that when we're praying, that we, that we ask God you know, not only to forgive us, but to help us forgive those around us. And I think it's something that there's you know, not a single one of us in this room who couldn't be better at forgiving people, who couldn't be more forgiving or more loving towards people around us. Um, and in Colossians 3.13, which is page 955, uh, it's Paul writing, and he says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And I just think that's so cool. You know, it's, I've been saying the same thing over and over again, I know, but if we're forgiving those around us, you know, um, we're, we're replicating, we're, at, we're being Christ-like. We're, we're mimicking what Jesus taught us to do when we do that. And, you know, part of being a Christian is that we're supposed to be, you know, like Christ. The word Christian actually means little Christ. Uh, and it was like something that they insulted 
uh, original Christians with, and they kind of went, no, that's, that's kind of awesome, actually. That's what we want to be, and they, they latched onto it and started calling themselves that. And so I think you know, part of that is really cool if we look at, so bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So as we close with this, you know, this message, this talk, um, there's some things that I want to ask you. Um, and we're going to put on some music, and you're going to have a moment to respond. And I'm going to ask you some questions, and there's a few things that I'm going to ask you to do one of. Um, and the questions are, who are you bitter towards? And by bitter, I mean, you know, who, who are you angry at inside? Or when you think of them, you're upset, and you think of something that they did, and you, just, you get upset or angry at them. Um, which friend do you need to forgive? Which friend did something to you that you're like, man, I can't believe they did that, and I'm super upset? Um, which parent do you need to let go of something and forgive. Uh, you know, and I think you know, all of us struggle with you know, being upset. I know I don't get along with my mom very well at all, but you know, I have to forgive her, and she has to forgive me. You know? And so what parent are you maybe upset at right now for something that they did that just really just ticked you off? Um, so we've got leaders in the room, um, and they'd love to pray with you if you wanted to go up to one of them and pray through something with them. They would love to pray with you. Um, there's the prayer wall. Um, otherwise, you know, you can pray in your seat, too, or, or come up and pray in front of the, the stage. But whatever you do, I want you to do one of those things. I want you to pray with a leader or go use the prayer wall or pray with yourself. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll have some response time. So, God, right now, I just thank you, um, God, that, that all of us are able to be here, um, God, and have you really show us something about forgiveness. Um, God, I pray right now that you would really uh, meet with each one of us, God, that you would, you would really make it obvious to us who we need to forgive or who, you know, we're angry towards or any of those things, God. So right now, I pray, as we just take a moment to reflect, um, God, that you would show that to us. Um, just pray that in your name. Amen.
So God, today as we just think about forgiveness, um, God, I pray that you would really show to us uh, who we need to forgive. God, as we leave, um, God, that you would just help us to be forgiving towards those around us. God, uh, if we see a, a friend at school on Monday, God, that we need to forgive and we need to talk to. Um, God, I pray that you would just really show us that. Um, God, we just pray this in your name. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for coming today. It was cool to be here with you. You guys are dismissed. Make sure you come back next week, all right?